Sloss and Humphreys on the road. Muggins and cream, cream and muggins, straight thugging, living the dream. That, that's our intro. Fucking muggles. Tickling the clit inside your head to make you laugh. <laughs> they said it can't be done. Are we in the same seats? That's hack. Oh, muggles. Accidental rib job in the park. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Or magic being cynical. Just muggled it up on fucking Mugglepedia. Where have you been since 9 11? Muggins, muggins everywhere and not a drop of cream. <laughs> It's Kai back with Elliot Steele instead of Daniel. I really like those intros, Kai. I think that should just become the whole podcast. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. It should man. just be an hour of that. I'd love Daniel to pull his weight with those one time. Yeah, he, he, just, he doesn't have a creative mind, so... He just, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we've got... Um, th- this is the thing with this podcast, right? It's called Sloss and Humphreys on the Road. And the whole other point in it was when we're on the road, because we tour from September to December. We'll do two, uh, two, a, day, two a week, two a day. <laughs> Fucking just do nothing else for a day. You're going to need a lot of idioms to fill them up. <laughs> and, um, so that was the whole point, is just do it while we're on tour. It gives them people who have got tickets to come see our shows a little bit of background and a little bit of insight. And it gives them a way they can enjoy the tour show a little bit more. And then when we go on stage at the end together, it's a bit of an exclusive podcast type of thing. So the whole point is to be on the road while we're on tour and then it's done in December but as soon as we stopped doing the podcast we started getting tweets of people going oh where's the podcast at but we're not on the road together no more I don't know I don't know how we're meant to do it so the way we're going to do it is like we did last year and just alternate so I'm, I'm going to do this week with a guest Elliot Steele hello hello who you will remember from the thick cast and the thick cast part two <laughs> <laughs> I've got so many tweets about that. <laughs> yeah, because you, you come across so stupid. It's not, it's not stupidity, though. It's, it's a way of viewing the world that is misunderstood. To be honest, nobody's ever right about anything. There's just a difference in opinion. Well, it's actually an archaic view on the world. Because It's funny when I say archaic, because I'm Geordie, it sounds like I'm saying archaic. <laughs> <laughs> it's an archaic. Um, it's an archaic view on the world because I'm, I'm reading Sapiens at the minute. You know the book Sapiens? Yeah, yeah, no, I actually do. Do you know reading? <laughs> you know oh, reading? No, yeah. oh, right, I thought you were asking uh, no, I no. a guy called, I thought you were talking about the author. Oh, no, 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 no reading. Yeah. Um, oh, what's his name again? Fucking Yowl Noah something. Let's find out. Let's plug this book as well because it's a good book and I'm, I'm looking for, <laughs> you know, when I plug, um, you know, when I plug the headphones as a joke. Or like, you know, every podcast, I'm just like, oh, I've got these Bose QC35s, noise cancelling headphones, and they're actually like, uh, I do it as a joke, like, I'm plugging them. Like, I've, like, tons of people have bought them. I say tons, you and, you and Cody. (laughs) 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 But yeah, group weight is tons, mainly because of Cody. Are you going to give out, like, a discount code on the podcast? Like, if you (laughs) go to Bose Bose and enter Kai35, you get 10% off. Oh, and as well, uh, my mate Dyer texted us saying that he got a pair as well. Oh, they're so good. So uh, that's it. Three confirmed sales that I've got because it's of interesting the that it's more people that you know and deal with in life rather than just listeners of the podcast. Um, they do listen to the podcast, though. We do, yeah, but it was more yeah. because when I asked because you, you, and you, you give you a little go of them, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, not, I'm always on podcast listeners, I am always trying to sell these headphones to people. Uh, the author is uh, 
Yuval Noah Harari in uh, the book Sapiens is the History of Humankind and apparently we made huge developments when we uh, decided that we don't know everything like when we thought we knew everything we weren't making so much progress but when we just like admit ignorance and just go oh, I don't know the answer to that then you have this uh, strife for discovery and that's when we became a global species is when we had a thirst for adventure and discovery because we wanted knowledge whereas you, you you'll not admit you don't know the answer you will fervently give the answer even if it's wrong yeah but <laughs> that's what makes you look it's, stupid it's it's more that i just have a different sort of view on the world do you know what i mean like what is the correct answer you know what i mean you've also come through a world i mean i i, I got like the end Daniel's of the going to be raging that you're letting me get away with this level of stupidity <laughs> on the podcast by the way. <laughs> I got the end of my teens before Google become the church of the people right because you used to go to God for answers but now you go to the internet right so we're all pray to the church of Google now uh, but I didn't have I didn't have a Google childhood whereas you did so you always had that knowledge at the tip of your finger so you outsourced your memory yeah that must be that, that's something I've never thought of actually is that uh, imagine me not thinking or something but then We've we've always just had this thing where you can go and like that. That's ended every sort of conversation that people used to have. Like people would get into arguments about, oh no, uh, like you know, if there's like a bit of an urban myth, yeah. Now you can just look it up and be like, no, you're, you're wrong. It's an yeah. urban myth, and it just Snopes. ends conversation. However, there is some things you can't find on the internet. Like, why do my Bose headphones not work with my PS4? Oh, what the fuck? I can't find the answer for that it's, anywhere. It's, of how a, it's a PS4 problem. Um, they have a thing about uh, they they kind of want you to buy their product to plug in to connect to the Bluetooth for yeah. it, and they never had it with PS3. It's a thing that they brought in with the PS4. So they did it to cock block both. Yeah, uh, well, because the, the headphones everyone. the headphones work with your PlayStation, but the mic doesn't. It doesn't connect the mic, so like uh, you can have a great time playing solo player games. But as soon as you play online, you can't talk to your pals, and you have to un. Like you have to take if I wanted to play online and play against you, I have to put in the fucking PS4 one earpiece one oh, that comes with it. I'm like, why have I just downgraded like fucking like what feels like 50 years of technology? To oh, it's so stupid. It's one of those things you think like there was a board meeting where someone came out with that idea and everyone there went, yeah, the customers will love that. Yeah, do you know them. what I mean? No, yeah, they're all gonna really want to buy our product after they do. Like, you're still gonna buy the product, but you just go. Because the headphones. How, how did this get through several layers of like where everyone will be looking at every minute detail, and no one went, "Hey, Dave, this is a really dumb fucking idea. Let's not do this. Just let people connect their headphones and play with it, and like not even mention it. We'll let them discover it. Yeah, because we've spent more on our headphones than we have on the PlayStation. Yeah, around that. Yeah. <laughs> then you get fucked over like that. You're like, oh, come on, guys. I tweeted them asking them to get along for the kids' sake. <laughs> <laughs> Did they reply? Nah. I was like, I love you both equally. Fucking get along for the kids' sake. <laughs> Can you please pair your devices, you pack of guns? Um, so, yes, we have... Um, back to... Uh, we'll unravel back to where we started. Um, we've got you on. Um, people might remember you from the thick cast but haven't got you on to uh, ask you questions you don't know the answer to just so we can laugh at you getting the answers yeah, wrong was... but we will do that in the, in the future we've got you on to be Daniel so how was, how was your Christmas Daniel tell us all about it oh it was so great uh, 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 did you um, you're, you're tra- tell me your age again 21 21 yeah you're at the transition age where presents aren't as good it's, fu- it's horrible you're gonna like get- it's actually horrible Luckily, I come from a small family, so that in that they're small in numbers, not they're all small people. So, <laughs> so the clothes are like really small, and I don't have to spend much I come on from them. A family in midgets, <laughs> just buy them kids' shoes and save a fortune. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's okay, but it is at that point now, especially when you earn money. You're like, 
I can't make anyone something homemade unless I'm going to put like three weeks worth of effort and it's going to be a great, yeah. like I, you know, when people do amazing homemade gifts, it's like, oh, I've got all the videos of the family from over the years. And it's like, yeah, I'm not going to do that either. I'll just, I'll just allocate like a hundred quid per person and then just lose out money on it. Because it's, it's that point when you realize that you've spent more than you've earned. Yeah. And then what happens, after, what happens next, right, is you get to that point, right? So now you're, you're spending more than you're receiving. If you, Just about, if yeah. You, if you're weighing the gift you received and if you're weighing the gift that you bought, right, you're probably, you're probably about even now. Would you say you're about even or would you say you spent yeah, more? Yeah, I did. This is the first year where you spent more. I did a really smart thing. Uh-huh. I got sent by my agency a nice box of Harrods wine, right? Mm-hmm. And then what I did is because my family always preached communism, I don't drink. So I gave that gift to my grandma because I knew she'd really like it. And was just like, oh, there we go. I've just essentially been given a gift and then get to give it to someone else and just swapped it. Yeah. Without having to do anything. But like that, she will really appreciate that gift. Yeah. But then I'll be like, yeah, yeah, I went to Harrods and picked it out for you. Picked it for <laughs> it. Yeah. Uh, I, I think you, you end up, what's good is people buy your booze as well when you're an adult and they don't know what to get you. you, you like, you're, when you're at the point as well where you're just buying stuff you need and you become, oh, what do you get that person? They get your booze. But then that's your buy into parties. You got a yeah. lot of parties, you bring a bottle of booze and you might not drink the bottle of booze you took as a gift, but you're using that as a. You, you, it, it's safe when you go to the shop. Yeah, you're just trading you something. You've got, you got a box of Maltesers and a bottle of Bailey's. There's a buyer. I'm going to steal your PS through the fridge. Uh, I'm going I'm to ask <laughs> for a half good. gram of MDMA next year to help me out with that. So, what happens is, right, is you have to have that mental thing of going, oh, this is how it is now. I spend more than I've received, right? So, I spent 16 years receiving more than I spent, and then I start working at the age of 17, and then I start spending more than I get. And then you, you, you think to yourself, Oh, but it's fine because I've just spent 16 years of receiving, so uh, I've got to I've got to put the balance right and be the person that pays it forward now. Right. But then yeah. once you've done 16 years, I'm 34 now. I've hit that critical point where I've got even number of Christmases that I've spent more and Christmases that I've received more, and I just feel like put my hands up and going, "Time served." That's dark. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Let us do the Christmas. That's so dark. <laughs> Like to to have imagine like that you have that viewpoint on life. That's that, not a, no, no, not a viewpoint. But now you're like, I'm never probably going to have a Christmas where I earn more. That's like the death of a childhood. Uh, the, the childhood's over now. Yeah. Right? I, I'm like I'll, I'll be a bit of a giver at Christmas now. But I, I've I, I opted out once before, and I went um, I went on holiday over Christmas, and I didn't receive any presents. I didn't get any presents, and I lay on the beach with the money I would have spent. And went, this is mint. Yeah. I think uh, I'd really like to snap out of the corporate fucking del- oh. illusion of Christmas. Oh, I'd, absolutely. I'd, I, I would get better, because I'm not religious, but I would get behind Christmas every single year for the simple fact, if any religion like made the society that you're in take two weeks off at the same time as your mates, Right, like even if they went, we're going to pray to the Church of fucking Narnia, right? and we're going to pray to Aslan, the little baby Aslan, right? and you have two weeks off at the same time your mates I'd be like fucking fix me up with a nativity play of Narnia but that's like, the, but that's what that's what the other thing is around I think working our job well people who work a sort of job that requires you to be working over Christmas because it, it, you feel like you're missing out on certain things because my mates will meet up on like a Saturday and I'll be like oh no I'm working and then that makes you even more annoyed at Christmas I think, especially in our job where gigs get a little bit gig, rowdy gigs, gigs get harder yeah and the people you know and Every, your family's at home or something but you've got to go out to wherever it is but, anyway. but it's January now it's Monday what have you done today? I, ha- I had to come around and do your chores for you That's what <laughs> you I had did actually <laughs> <laughs> you've been fucking tidying up my fiance's house 
<laughs> because, right, right, first up, podcast listeners, me and Elliot have both got wet feet. <laughs> I better take, take my socks off. You were persevering with wet socks. Yeah, I'll go for it, trooper. <laughs> right, now, Lee, give me one job to do today. She's like, and you take the Christmas tree out. It's What's the date? The 8th? Uh, yeah, the 8th. Right, it's the 8th. So it's, we've, all, right, we've had a dead tree in the corner of the room since Boxing Day. <laughs> we forgot to water it every day. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't forget to water it every day. That's why we've got wet feet. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. They, they must have done it. I, I forgot to water it. Um, but we tried to carry it out. We put it on its end, right? So you could grab one and I could grab the other. And you were like, should we not take the base off first? I was like, no, nah, just tip it up. He was like, just take the base off and then carry it. I was like, no, nah, we'll just put it in the bin with the base. And then when you carried it, like, it poured out and you were like, see. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to so, tell him how you upset the maintenance man? Yeah, well, <laughs> we'll get to it. So we flooded the fucking house, basically. We're tipping yeah. the water out. And then we eventually carried it outside. We're fucking hitting every wall, every corner on the way, and it's just knocking hundreds of oh, uh, pines, pines off. everywhere. We're going to be finding pines for the next 12 months in this flat. Guarantee yeah, until it, it's right? time to get another Christmas tree. You've yeah. just cleared it up, and then you'll get the other one. And then, um, so I pressed the button for the lift, and it was on the ground floor, and it went up to one, to two, the floor went on, to three, to four. So I'm like, oh, the lift's programmed to get the people at the top floor first, bring them down, get us on the way down, right? So we knew that we're not going to get this lift because we've got a fucking Christmas tree to carry. So we'll put the Christmas tree right in front of the doors and then hit run the corner because we're 12-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll peek around the corner to see if we can see the person. Uh, we couldn't see the lift door, so we're like, oh, now I can't see the response whether they're looking and going, oh, look, a Christmas tree. Oh, for fuck's sake, man. <laughs> Grow up. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how they responded. But they, they went down to the bottom floor and then we come back through, press the button again and then come up to floor two. And got in the lift, fucking made a clip of the lift. Oh, there's just bits of tree everywhere. It's like, you know that scene in Drive where he beats someone's head in with a lift? It's like, replace the person he's killing with a Christmas tree. Right. That's how the lift look after. I haven't seen the film Drive, I'm sorry. Oh, okay, well, that I was a great reference. Um, good reference for the listeners, but let's quickly talk about Ryan Gosling. I watched, um, uh, what's the, uh, what, Behind the Pines? Into the Pines. <laughs> 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 what, what lies behind the pines? What's it called? Into, into the pines. It's not into the pines. It's into the pines. Nah. It's well, beyond the pines. Beyond the pines. Right. The place. The place beyond the pines. Right. Is it because it's a long title? I don't know. It's not just like beyond the pines. It's like the place beyond. The, it's something like that, right? And it's it's actually fucking. Wait. Pause this fort. We're in the lift of the Christmas tree. Right. Let's cover Ryan Gosling. Go back in the lift. Um, it's three movies. It's yeah. the movie with him in. It's the movie with fucking not Gerard Butler. What's it called? Um, uh, Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper and uh, Ray Liotta. And Ray Liotta. So there's their stories in the middle. It could have easily just been a three part series, couldn't it? Yeah. In that, but it's like three completely different movies. And then there's the bit with the kids at the end. So it's like a really like uh, great way of like directing the movie. I was shocked by it. It was like, oh, fuck the rules. It's, it's quite good. Like I, I, I like the style. But the first section, Ryan Gosling grossly miscast. They should have put Chris Payne in it, actually. Like, this isn't me just playing on the pun on pains and shit, right? But Chris Payne, you've seen in Hell and High Water, he can play a bad boy, but have redeeming features. But I, I liked Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling did not have any redeeming features apart from his pretty little fucking face. That he, was mate, a very redeeming feature. It's not enough. It's not enough. Have a redeeming feature. Why is that girl even fucking here? You're a bellend. Is that shallow? I saw because this it, film years ago. Because so then I you start hating it. the girl for for even going with him because you're like, oh, you're a shallow piece of shit for going with him because he's a cunt. Didn't reward his cunt cuntness. 
Just because he's got a pretty face. Right, so anyway... This I'll... is a very explicit Commode Uncut version of <laughs> 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 <Some> reviews. <laughs> so, what I discovered with Ryan Gosling is, uh, like, as I st- I'm going to put it, I started watching Drive, and I just was like, fuck this, Bell End and knocked it off. It's a, it's a good... Right. Drive's a great film, you've just got a... It's, it is a good film, it's like as right. if Grand Theft Auto was a movie. So, so I've seen him in another couple of films where he didn't have charisma either, because he thinks he can just get away with pausing and being moody, and he, paused, he pauses for so fucking long that I think any Ryan Gosling movie without the pauses would be four minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> opening credits <laughs> a guy having a quick chat quick and then chat closing and then credits like fucking easy as that I've got more of my day left to play Skyrim <laughs> <laughs> so get in the lift oh. <laughs> and then go down to the ground floor and it, there's pines everywhere <laughs> there's pines everywhere right and, and not we- just pines but fucking water at the base of the tree. Bits of right? branch and we're just we're just laughing because I'm going oh Natalie's going to come in going to the lift and be like well, at least I know the, the tree's no longer in my flat. Yeah. And when the doors opened, there was the fucking maintenance guy mopping the floor. And I fucking broke my heart because he was clearly the guy that was on floor six because he's fucking worked his way right up to the top. Oh. And then he's come down in the lift and then he's done the bottom floor. And That's how you would do it, right? Yeah. You would work your way up, come back down, do the bottom floor. That. It's clearly how he's done his business. He would have been there when the doors opened and the prank was on him with a tree. Oh. And then we'll come out laughing and giggling because we've done the little prank. And then he's mopping the floor and he's thinking of himself, oh, fuck, I've already done floor two and this floor. And we're just like laughing at something else. Well, not something else, the thing that we did to him. I didn't, we wouldn't know that he just tidied up. Oh, I felt you, so bad. You felt bad? You ran away? Yeah, okay. You actually ran a fucking way. So I, I faced, faced him, I apologised, I asked him where to put the tree because I was just going to fly tip it in the bin store. And there's a particular, it turns out there's a particular place. But he like stormed off in a bit of a huff, right? When he saw it, he was like, ugh. And then like went went away. And you fucking ran into the you ran into the uh, car park. Yeah, I, I didn't you were want in the back door. I, I couldn't. I fucking I couldn't, I, couldn't look, I couldn't look at what I'd done. It was, I, I felt so guilty. It's like, have you ever seen that picture where they make the Nazis rewatch footage of what they'd done, and they're all like looking away, and they feel horrific. But I can I now understand that. Like I felt like I did that. <laughs> did you, did yeah, you I just guy. watching him because he was there mopping the floor, Kai, and I'm the door opens and I'm just giggling because I'm like, oh, we made a mess, and I'm like, ah, oh. because I, I fucking probably felt his pain too because you, I think the privileged way of looking at it would be like, oh, but he's on the clock, he's getting paid regardless of what he's doing. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's just like it's giving him something to do while he's at work. That bullshit. But when you work in that job, which I have done, I've worked in maintenance. I worked as a lifeguard at a sports centre, but for the half hour you're off the pool, you're just a glorified cleaner. Right. So we like like clean the cafe and the fucking squash courts and like just keep the place maintained throughout the day. And you go off this like the thing that gets through the day is you go when I finish this, if I can get this 15 minute job done in 10 minutes, I can pop into the staff room and, uh, and check my phone and fanny on for a bit. Have a cup of tea. Have or a something. cup of tea, right? But now he's looking at that, going, "Well, I've fucking got to get back in there and fucking do that, otherwise, my boss will think I've done nothing all day." But then, I thought I said clean them, but there's fucking pain trees. So we technically, instead of doing this podcast, and I have come over specifically to do the podcast, we should have pied this podcast and fucking I should have tidied up my mess in the corridors. Yeah, but I should have. And you know what I'm going to do? If after the podcast it's still there, I'm going to do it. I think the podcast should have been you just tidying up or <laughs> talking your way through it. <laughs> but uh, it was what you said afterwards. It's like, if you wrote that into a sitcom, you would go, oh, come on, that's too cheap and easy. Yeah. 
it, like the door opened and the fucking two, cleaner. The, the two lads are taking the Christmas tree out of one of their fiancés <laughs> to try to be helpful, <laughs> mess everything up and then ruin the cleaner's day. Or boys. <laughs> yeah, like, you'd be like, oh, come on, you, it's 2018, not all men can clean up properly, then <laughs> we're just ruining everything. Oh, my God. So... Oh right, as well. There's something I wanted to mention about the um, the 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 transition of who of who uh, of the money you spend on Christmas. Is I remember um, one Christmas when I was 22. I think this was like a a real big in my head where I'm like, oh, I don't get a big present no more. Was on um, when I was 22. I just bought a place, right, and that all of my resources were going into furnishing it, and I didn't uh, get the Xbox 360 when it came out. So I was desperate to have an Xbox 360. Oh, right. And uh, I dropped a bunch of hints. I was thinking, oh, maybe my mum and dad will get us an Xbox 360, like, we're me flat. And um, it was on the day of uh, Christmas Day, opening all my presents, no Xbox 360. And then um, after Christmas dinner, my mum went, oh, we've got one present. She brought a present doing in a box, right? And put a doing in front of us. I was like, oh, you little bugger. Opening it up and it was a bread bin. <laughs> The bread bin for me flat, and she saved it for after. No, she legit forgot it. And when she come down and went, oh, I forgot an item. It brought it down. <laughs> she legit forgot it, but like it looked like a play. It looked like she played us. <laughs> oh. oh, Linda, what are you Linda? like? <laughs> Did you have to be like, oh, gee, oh, thanks, oh, mum. Yeah, I was sick of I, bread going um, dry yeah. quick. I, I can't move for all the bread in my flat now. Yeah. I've got somewhere to put it. But that's uh, that's funny as well. When like people buy you practical gifts, new, it's not about your play. Christmas ain't about like furnishing you with entertainment items. It's practical items now. Things to like make your like day better. Yeah, my yeah. my sister's just started working, and she's done that thing where she like didn't buy anyone anything. Yeah, she was at her friend's, nice. and I it was yeah, and I just looked at that, and I was like, damn it, I should have like tried playing. And that as well, because the age she is, she's a bit younger than you, right? She's doing that at the perfect time to solidify that as her yeah. approach. So people will stop buying her stuff. She'll not buy other people's stuff. Oh, she, she still en- wants people to buy her stuff though. Oh no, yeah, yeah, that's dark. Yeah, because that that would be like I'd love Christmas without the gifts. I'd, I'd love to opt out. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to just have it with like one person or so, or like a couple of people. You have a thing mm. like, okay, cool, we'll get something that will that you know the other person will want. Do you know what I mean? But if you want to get someone a gift, get them a gift. Yeah, you know, because I'd like to, I'd like to uh, buy people gifts on a whim all year round. That that would be a nice approach, as if I just like right because there's an expectation on it too. Like if you don't buy people gifts, it's rude. Whereas it should be nice if you do get them a gift. Yeah, it's like they, people are expecting a gift. You're like what have I got to get? What have I got to get them? It ceases becoming a gift, and it's more an uh, obligation than a chore. Whereas if it was just all year round, you were just kind, and you see something and go, oh, you know what, my brother would love that, and then you buy it, and then the next time you see him, you're like, hey, I saw this in the shop. I thought it was right down your street. I hope you like it. That would be mint. Yeah, the one and it would spread the cost. Yeah, the one thing I will say though that did help me out this year though that was incredible was Amazon Prime. On the twenty third of December, I ordered my family gifts, and they were there the next day. They were there the next day. It was just I didn't have to go shopping. I didn't have to deal with other people. I feel so bad for people who work in retail at Christmas. Yeah, because you're just having to listen to Christmas music all day, which must do your head in. Like you can't escape from the fact that mm-hmm. it's Christmas and it's Christmas in the place that you least want to be at Christmas work. And that's where it's going to be most Christmassy because it's forced. They've got to try and make people think, oh yeah, you've got to buy stuff. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. And you're there all day. 
and then you've just got dickheads like me walking in who don't know what they're buying for yeah. anyone and just got, going, scratching your head getting in the wheel left yeah uh, just unfolding clothes that they folded up bringing <laughs> in my Christmas tree and dumping pines <laughs> over the floor fly, fly, fly tipping your Christmas tree in Jack Jones <laughs> um, what was the other who, who stole that thing you talked about earlier who stole what you were like oh someone stole the charger Oh yeah, I so fucking because this is um, uh, you know we're, we're traveling on tour, right? I've got like that was our seventh tour, I think it was tour number seven, right? I've refined how I like to live my life, and I've got like the, I've got a bunch of stuff that I use, and I've updated it, like added the switch to me things this year. So I've got like got my switch, got my iPad. You spend like all the time away from home, no home comforts, so you you fill your fucking hand luggage with shit that you need. And uh, one of the items which I love is I've got this. Uh, like probably one of the highest powered battery packs that, that you can get right. from Maplins I just went in and just got the best one and it's got two charging points in it and so like you've always got your headphones charged your phone charged your iPhone charged and you don't need to look for a plug stock in the train station or anything you've sorted so this battery pack is an essential part of me travel we travel stuff and Natalie's friend brought a friend to my Soho show and went for a bite to eat beforehand and um, I borrowed our friend's friend my battery pack and she didn't give us it back. Oh. And then there was, like, before I went on the road again for the full Christmas, she had uh, three opportunities to drop it into the Soho Theatre, to Katie's house, because Natalie was going to see Katie, like, people around her. And she said she was going to do it, but then didn't do it. So she was clearly just enjoying my battery pack. Oh, she gave that to someone as a Christmas present? <laughs> oh, no, she, she just goes, oh, I've missed the opportunity to hand it to her. Why are you the money? And she actually wired us the money through for me fucking battery pack. So right? she's just got that, started enjoying it so and much. And bought an office. And <laughs> she bought an office with so like, oh, this is class, haven't it? He has your money. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, just because, like, I've been travelling and going around, I haven't fucking went into the Maplins or anything. I've, I've lived with Voodoo all Christmas, and it's my own. I've been a martyr here. I could have just went to the shop and getting it. But, like, basically, what she did is give me an errand. There's a favour, I go to Maplins and buy me one. <laughs> That's what she's doing, like, isn't it? I like that policy of that. I'm going to take people's things and go on like some four-week free trial with it. Yeah. And then if I like it, I'm just going to send them the money I'm just for it. send them the money. You know, I, so I went uh, two weeks ago, I bought, I bought a new one like yesterday. <laughs> I went the full Christmas. I didn't realise how much I f- you need it when you've got stuff that runs through the back yeah. and you don't have a homestead, you know, and you're just on the road all the time. But, um... But yeah, she just borrowed it and then fucking just went, ah, fucking, I'm having it. Here's your dosh, come to the money. And she, she waited too. So that, that was what that was. Oh, that, that's pretty funny. That's pretty gangster of her, man. Just take <laughs> someone's things. It's and then she didn't have to wire you the money, though. It's, it's cavalier. She oh, yeah, because it's a friend of a friend. I mean, like, she, she could have just, just went, fuck that guy. Yeah, she could have just kept that. Yeah. And even if she but that's, bumped that's into a horrible you. outlook to go, she yeah. could have done that. Like, yeah, I could yeah. run someone over on the street, but I didn't. I'm such a nice No, guy. no, no, I know, but <laughs> it, at least she like had the decency to be like, oh, God, I'll just wire him the money. Like, we might be looking at it like she's enjoying it, and she might just be like, oh, I haven't got time to go into it. Yeah, she's just places. stuck with this battery pack. I that 40 quid over the Christmas. Oh, was it? For, is it, only it was for? The, the forty quid? <laughs> it's only forty quid. Should we get but, that uh, a plug as well? But when I went, I, when I went to get it, I realised there's a fifty quid one now that'll be eight charges instead of six. <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> and did you tell her it was? Uh, oh, it went up. Yours a tenner. <laughs> um, muggle corner. Should yeah. We put a sticker to some muggles. For sure. Um, new year, new muggles. Yes, new year, new me. I, I've actually been for. I'm being a bit of a muggle right now. I am um, getting into. I'm using because I like 
I think New Year's resolutions are pretty good. Like, is, are you putting that in Muggle Corner? No, New Year's resolutions. No, no. Let's talk about New Year's resolutions because it, it is kind of muggly to just go right New Year, New Me. I'm going to do this now, but it's a real good jump off. You've just finished party season. You've fucking ate your weight in chocolate. You've like actually overindulgence is such a great way of getting healthy because you'll start like living like fucking a king. You're just eating, drinking, and all that shit, right? But you know that in January, like you, you can put it right. Yeah. So yeah, enjoy Christmas morning on that January's around the corner. But we've both getting back into the gym and shit, and we're working out. Yeah. I'm not a cigarette or a drop of alcohol. I'm not quitting alcohol, but I just, I'm just not doing it on a habitually. Yeah. So I think it's that first week of getting back into like the gym and stuff is the worst because when you go in and you see people who've trained over Christmas. Especially with Muay Thai or martial art. Uh-huh. Like when I go in and I see the guys who've been training over Christmas and they're just still at a steady pace, I'm like, oh, why didn't I? Yeah, do? Like, I wish I, I wish I had the willpower to do that. That nearly fucking killed me, dude. On the, it was on the third. The third was my first day back with Muay Thai. I actually went out and had a fucking 10k run on the on the second, so that I could get me like knock the rust off before yeah. I went in, thinking that I'd pre-prepare myself for it. It uh, used me something. Fuck, I was not prepared for a bunch of fucking athletes that have been training right the way through the Christmas, and I come in and that you know the skipping. They do two minutes of skipping for three three rounds and in between each round you do 10 burpees 10 press ups 10 squats 10 sit ups yeah so you do three rounds of that and, and there's, then, there's no break it's and there's no break so, it, so yeah. you're, you're resting from your skipping while doing burpees so you're not resting so when you get to the it gets to the point where you're doing sit ups and you're like oh finally I can have a breather because I'm just doing the sit ups yeah. now that's that's fine yeah, they're easy. They're, 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 that's your 10, 10 seconds or less yeah. of like, oh, thank God, it's this one. Right? And then um, after that, they've done sprints where you sprint down the middle, run oh, on the outside. Yeah. So I'm like doing these sprints, but I'm on a loop with people that have been training all fucking Christmas, so I'm having to go on at their pace. Right? And then in between, you're doing shadow boxing where your concentration's fucked because you're gassed from sprinting. And by the time I'd finished my warm up, that's the warm up. I was fucked. I wanted to die. Yeah, it, it, getting through the warm up with that, I always think is one of the wor- worst barometers for your fitness because you, when you get to the point where it's pads and stuff, it's actually all right. Like you, you it's actually a bit easier uh, than than what. But it's doing the warm up because the warm up's the hard part. Yeah. Like I always find. And the end, the end bit of fitness as well is always the worst yeah. bit, I think, as well. Your legs are heavy by then because you've been doing kicks. Yeah. But there's a bit where, um, so we're, we're doing like um, pad work. So you had, we're doing uh, kicks on the pads. And um, and each, they're like, what is it, like two minutes yeah. on each, each round, maybe three. Um, and he started correcting someone's technique over there and just forgot about the clock. And I'm doing fucking kicks in the other corner of the gym for what felt like fucking three years. Yeah. I was like, am I just going to do this until I die? I had someone, uh, <laughs> one of the coaches yeah. in one of the classes uh, took a work call Did while he? I was left on the bag and just was like, yeah, just keep going and just took a work call. Went uh, off, had a work call and came back and was like, yeah, but now you know you can get through it. And I was like, yeah, but that's not. <laughs> yeah, it's a good workout, but you start hating them, doesn't it? Oh, like, what are you doing? Why are you torturing us, dude? The worst one I always hated was uh, we're not leaving until you get you get it right. Have yeah. you ever had that? Nah, in a, I had that in a boxing gym. Nah, I'd only time. be there two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I had that in a gym before where they, uh, if um, you messed one thing up, you started again. And uh, when you did a circuit, if you gassed, the other person would have to do the press ups before uh, the sparring. No, yeah. So it would make them really go for you so in sparring. It guilty you into oh, it, going the extra mile. Yeah, it, it, it encu- it's good, but it encourages the teamwork aspects yeah. of it, but it. it 
shows you how little conscious you have. Yeah. Um, so that yeah, I really had trouble with my first session back because of the people that had went through and didn't. Because I had Ellie, right? You go to them. <laughs> what do you say? At the beginning of every session, you'll say, "Does anybody have any ailments or illnesses that he should know about?" You'll always check that, just in case anyone's picked up any injuries, anything that you've got to avoid. And I was thinking to myself, the amount of smoke and drunk and put up my nose. I should probably tell him about that. I should probably just go and I have been I've been smoking fucking twenty a day and taking drugs and, and drinking like over the Christmas. And <laughs> like, like, no I teasers all day. I, I, I didn't want to have a heart attack, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> so so um, yeah, I got through it because that's that's what like people say you shouldn't train so hard on your first run back because it can put you off. But fuck, man, that's that's weakness. <laughs> that is fucking weakness. You know, you weren't ever going to train very hard in the first place, were you? If you're going, oh, I'm scared of getting scared of getting out of breath. Um, that's that's why I like people. I think doing something like I used to just go to the gym, but then I found doing something like Muay Thai or anything like that. Because there's someone there telling you what to do, you actually find out, oh, I can do it. Usually the person yeah. who stops me from doing it is me. Like, if I ever slack off in the gym, because I've like, oh, I've just lifted that, I've earned a break. But there, you see everyone else is doing it. So you go, oh, well, I don't want to be the odd one out. Like, I don't want to be the person who doesn't do it. Like, it gets you to conform to it so much more. Yeah, and as well, it get like, the next day I went in, and it was pretty much the same drill, but I'd fucking, I was just a little bit fitter than I was yesterday. And uh, I, I was like, I was out of breath. I was fucked, but I didn't feel like I needed to tap out. And right. then today was like my third session back because I went away for the weekend, and uh, I, I was just like, "All oh, right, I'm, I'm starting. It's starting to feel normal to do a ninety minute session now." Yeah, I, so, I took a leg injury last Thursday, oh, so that's I'm bitching it, especially yeah. so early in the year when oh, you're getting momentum. Sucks. Well, I hope everyone is fucking new year, new muggle, and you are getting getting into bettering yourselves already. Because it is fucking, it does seem muggly, but you know what? If if you're bettering yourself, it's fine to be a muggle. So what are you, what are you putting in muggle corner? I'm gonna stick on the to- topic of the gyms. Muggles get annoyed at gym newcomers around New Year's. <laughs> Look at me, regular gym goers who complain about new people oh, really? <laughs> in the yeah. gym in January. Yeah. So yeah, let's double down on this. What's your point on it? Right. Just, I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate a bit. Yeah. New gym goers can be annoying. Mm-hmm. They can, especially when there's a wave of them, because they'll take up a machine. They'll wo- they won't wipe something down. They don't, they don't quite get it. Yeah, they're, they're, they're sat on the fucking machine on the phone. Yeah, gym etiquette. Gym etiquette. Right? Just just gym etiquette. Do you know what I mean? But it's amplified and made so much worse than it actually is. And people use it to humble brag. Yeah. People use it to put output on, on various medias saying, look, I go to the gym all the time. Now, these people that I'm better than come on the first day and they're like, they're fucking... They're, they're, the confidence it takes for someone that doesn't go to the gym to step in the gym, right? Yeah. Like, it's a real battle against anxiety for a lot of people. Like, so you've got to respect that. You go every day, it's easy for you to step in the gym. For them to step in the gym, they've fucking combated something. They've, oh. they've, they've had internal conflict. Yeah. To get it up to this point. So you've got to have a bit of respect for the people that are newcomers. And also... It, I don't know. I, I try not to interact with anybody really at the gym, but you should you should be supportive rather than. It makes it it makes it so much easier. I find when like I I never like interacting too much at the gym because I can find you can then be there and having more a social time than uh-huh. the reason you've actually gone there for. Um, especially when it's like down to you, like I was saying, like if you sit around and your mates in there, you can end up having a chat for fifteen minutes instead of actually doing anything. But 
I always like saying like hello to people and stuff, and especially newer people, uh-huh. because it, it gets rid of the intimidating environment of it. Like if yeah. there's big people in a weights machine, and you need to get the confidence to go up and be like, hey, mate, how long are you going to be? Yeah. And then that person says hello to you. That makes that so much more easy. Oh, even if it's like, uh, even if it's less less conversational and more business, like, hey, are you going to be using this? Is it alright if I use this for five minutes? And just like, you know, maybe like one of the handles from the cables, like yeah. one of the ropes or something. And just go, hey, is it alright if I just use this? You don't plan on using it? And then it, like, it, it breaks that like just fucking. You know, everyone's in their own little bubble. You've uh, interacted with someone a bit, and then it's it's fine. What do you think? Some like of the that. worst gym etiquette you've ever seen is. Um, you know what? If I think if anyone like came and tried to correct me form. I told us how to train. I think I'd just be like fucking step back. So <laughs> I my, think that would be the worst. On my first day back at um, Muay Thai, I went. Uh, I went in on the first day day. It was back, and uh, I accidentally joined in with the MMA class to start with. But it was a high level MMA class, yeah. and I didn't realise. So then uh, I went over to the Muay Thai session, but it was only an intro level Muay Thai session going on, and uh, so I'm a, I'm on a level above that. And I was there, and w- one of the guys who I was doing kicks with. Like, I was just taking it really lightly, then corrected my kicks. Oh, just one of the other... Just one of the other guys on the thing. And, like, it took me everything not to be like, yeah, dude, don't worry, I know what I'm doing. Like, it uh, just took everything to be like, oh, did you just do it? Yeah, I had a, I had a guy I was uh, that was new to the gym, taught us how to hold the pads once. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I, like I, consider it as well when you're training with them you're spotting so many things with them that like you, you, you know are wrong but you're not actually equipped to correct them I, you can like maybe you can I've, I've lent guidance to people that are brand new before but if there's anybody been going the similar time as me sometimes like I'll, you know for watching and I see that somebody's dropping their guard I'll, I'll let them know by with, with yeah. four pad let them know that it's open just go to you can get hit there and there's like kind of etiquette there but if like it's it's funny when people try and use it as like a power thing. If like it's the worst. Is it, it, you're like uh, the coach is there. The coach can see us. If he'd picked up one and he would have told us. That's that's always my thing. I was having a chat with one of the uh, like crew Wilker at my gym, who's like just been ranked what like number one in his weight category at uh, K one, right? And I said to him one time, I was like, I only listen to the coaches here because I get given so much advice by some other people. But it's like, yeah, but. Those are the pre- paid professionals. Yeah, and they, they give you con- conflict advice as well. You, you don't want you don't want to come from. All yeah, and you don't want to take you don't yeah. want to go down there and have to take ten things in on one day because it's just going to overload you. But uh, there was talking about bad etiquette. There was one lad in on the uh, Thursday last week who was doing it. Uh, he was clearly his first time in the gym, right? So um, we're about twenty minutes into the session. And he fucking disappeared at the changing room. Come back with his phone and charger and plugged his charger <gasps> in. And honestly, like this is when I realised that my ties are disciplined because the fucking coach wanted to actually murder him. Oh, <laughs> and no. the coach had to show discipline to let him know that he was fucking like breaching the dojo's like the respect of the fucking oh. arena, right? But not not scare him away. Yeah, to to explain to people why that's like so bad. So. When you turn up, you have to take your shoes off. You sort of, there's a bit of a bow to, there's very much a hierarchy in that you call the teacher crew. Yeah. And last week on Thursday, crew was taking a lesson and I accidentally went, Jay, and he went, it's crew. And I went, oh, sorry, because it just slipped and I felt embarrassed. Yeah. Because it is, this person's giving you a lesson, so they're the teacher and there is a bit of a, you have to be disciplined within it. Yeah. So doing that, 
is just that's like in the middle yeah, of a conversation. It, it's like, quite military, isn't it? It's yeah. quite military. But for him to get go and get that, I just like heard him pull him to one side and just like firm as anyone just going, that should be the last thing on your mind right now. I'm mad that you did it, but I'm mad that you are even thinking about it. Oh. Like, why are you thinking about anything else? He's gonna if apart he can, from what if we're that doing. person continues with Muay Thai, they're in like two months. Going to feel so embarrassed. They'll tell that story to their mates. Going, oh my god, one time on my first lesson, <laughs> yeah, right, they they go, you did what? <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. The, the, so the newcomers at the gym. It is like funny that they'll reach out again and they don't know and they're integrating. But trying it's, to jump it's in the, the shaming part. But of the it. fact that yeah, the shaming part of it. The fact that like they, they're coming into that gym and they're giving it a go and they might even find out it's not for them and leave by February. And that's what people don't like about it is that they, they don't come all year round. They're trying something out. They're trying a new thing. They're trying to improve themselves. Realize it's not for them. They drop off and they've come into their domain. But what is worse? than those people and this is borrowed sentiments I've seen this before is the people that just go into the pubs in December the guys right. that are saying oh who comes to the gym just in January they're the cunts that can't handle a beer they're the cunts that fucking come to they're, comedy gigs and fucking shout out because they're drunk and they're, they're showing the off worst, in front of their mates the worst night of the year I always think to go out clubbing or anything will be New Year's because you get that extra 20-30% of people who cannot handle their shit mm-hmm. and they go drink it when people say no, you're limiting drinking, it's not like, oh, I know after four beers. It's just see how you feel. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? If you're fucked and you know you can get more fucked and you're not going to be a burden, that's fine by me. Do you know what I mean? That's fine. But it's them people who get... I was, I was saying this to Jamali the other day, right, about after gigs. Nothing scares me more like women in their mid-30s who've had too much white wine. <laughs> that you said mid thirties. That's my age. It's terrifying. <laughs> it's that anti feeling, isn't it? The yeah. drunk anti. And they can't excuse. I just wanted to say that I thought you were, and that thing. Like, let me, and they just start grabbing you, and you go like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, they, start is, get, they start getting a bit predatory. Yeah, and it that, just gets a little bit that more like the reason it's not a threat is because I do more time and I can fuck <laughs> them up. <laughs> Like, Why have you been practicing drinking? I've been practicing my spin kicks. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be. I'm gonna be a next victim. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I do. Uh, there is something funny about that fucking drunk anti vibe. We we were we were at a thing over Christmas, and there was uh, I won't say where, but. There was a moment where what was it? I think we just went to play some Mario Kart or something, wasn't it? And so I got annoyed that we'd... Oh, uh, yeah, uh, one of our friends come uh, to the back of the house party. So yeah, it just got a bit like, oh, where are you going? And it was like, everyone here is f- doing their thing. It's cool. It was like fucking... Because we'd, be we'd, uh, we'd all done my gigs, went to join Natalie and, and our pals, and yeah. like, Brett and everyone was there in, um, in the nightclub that, that Mary and Sarah yeah, were running. Yeah, that's wicked and then, as well. And then we came back here in this flat, and uh, the Christmas tree was in full, full bloom. Bubbles <laughs> <laughs> on it. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, it got like four in the morning and people were like having their own conversation you know and there's people in the kitchen people in the bedroom like yeah. the, the party's like formed and then we started playing Mario Kart four player across two switches me, you, Tom and Sloss yeah is that what it was and then apparently like that made us rude and Sarah was just like you've all got such pretty girls with you and you're just ignoring them and playing on your Mario and that and I was like oh fuck we're just playing just playing Mario Kart dude. this is more annoying than a blue yeah. shell you, you put fucking grease on earlier <laughs> yeah. do you remember when we, we sat there and we had to watch that video of that guy that five minute video of that guy proposing to his girlfriend and I was just like yeah they were putting proposal videos on but without a fail yeah no fail videos proposals 
Yeah, yeah, that was sweet. The, yeah, I was, I was waiting for the moment where she was gonna say no. Uh, oh, it's just like had me fucking hard cocking, ready for the heartbreak. Like, took me fucking spine out. I was like, what is that? The, is that the end of the video? They're, they're getting married. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's funny as well. I, like, I am not gonna put my because uh, you just threw Sarah Holgate into the drunk anti vibe. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll, I'll and you that. are in deep trouble. Am I? Yeah. I'll take that beating when Sa- I come to you. Sa- Sarah's sound as fuck. Oh yeah, no, she's lovely. <laughs> and I'm just no, no, no. I'm just disassociating myself from your team when it comes. To ah, that's fine. I'll double down. <laughs> but you put her in Muggle Corner. <laughs> yeah, I'll throw her in Muggle Corner. I throw Kate in Muggle Corner, and I throw Natalie in Muggle Corner. <laughs> for, getting, for getting upset when we played Mario Kart. Uh, pretty lame the way Muggle Corner for playing fucking video games at a party oh yeah no definitely that could be the other mug so right the, the people that complain about new gym gym goers in January or in Muggle Corner if you if you've been um, vocal about your about your disdain towards these people get in the corner uh, next Muggle Corner so we've done one each we've got two each to go um, his and hers matching clothes a jewellery. If that's not already been in Muggle Corner, uh, that would surprise me, but that absolutely, I, yes. I, I don't think it has, but like um, Danny put me and Natalie in Muggle Corner this Christmas, and I was, so I'm like, I better, I, better, well, I, better, I better put my hand up, shame myself, and say, look, it's me. When, so Natalie told us she had me Christmas jumper sorted. Right. And it was the red uh, Merry Christmas, your filthy muggle Christmas jumper. Oh, okay. Which bought herself the white one. Oh, for me and her, we're rocking round on Christmas with his and hers matching Christmas jumper. It's fine on Christmas, I think. but I mean, just even by wearing a Christmas jumper, you're fucking a saint of being a muggle. Yeah, Christmas, <laughs> Christmas is a time where you're where you're meant to celebrate that muggleness. Well, last year I put Christmas in Muggle Corner. Yeah. Christmas is fucking muggle. It's a muggle beehive. Oh, it absolutely is. It, it, but it but absolutely I, you, is, you embrace but it, right? You embrace it around your family, so you have to have family fun. Yeah. Which is usually muggly. It's like a game of charades. Yeah. That's that's oh. muggly, but it's great. It, it, like, you could do a fucking Christmas special on muggles. Because there's probably like a hundred things surrounding Christmas that's muggly, right? One of them being Christmas jumpers, but doubling down in <laughs> and his and his. But it made me think, like, Danny was essentially right. I was, I was committing to being a muggle by putting a Christmas jumper on. Natalie was committing to being a muggle by buying me his and his. We were, like, being self-aware muggles yeah. right but it's a legit thing like have you ever seen these stuff that's advertised like Facebook advertisements where king and queen on yeah it's the, but uh, that that to me never says I'm in a really happy secure relationship nah do you know what I mean that we have to wear these kind of things yeah. that we've both got a pair of that is matching a, Air Force Nike it's trainers a, it's a jealousy fire blanket yeah it's like everybody needs to know you're with me I've yeah. put a fucking stamp on you <laughs> the stamp that says Maine. It's, <laughs> it, it's such a. It, it feels like that's such a thing my generation is responsible for buying into more than anything. I don't know, you know, I think fucking old people do it in a different way, not to like, get rid of jealousy, but by getting pra- wedding rings. By getting practicality. Yeah, no, I was thinking like uh, fucking his and his regatta jackets, like fucking for when they go walking in the hills and they've both got the same fucking winter warmer on or whatever. Yeah, you, but you, you do see that. It's kind of, that's, that's a much sweeter version. But there's it's still much smuggly. more of the social media aspects when it comes to my generation of yeah. that. Like when people buy a matching, have you ever seen them like, I'm with her jump and it'll have a picture of a girl's face on it and you're like, yeah. and you'll see a girl be like, oh, he's going on his stag do and I bought him this. Oh, no. And you're like, you know he can take that off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's going to put that on for like three photos and it's going to look like he wore the whole holder. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's super muggly. I think it's part of that whole, 
it's like when people share those, keep tagging each other constantly in Facebook posts. Like, I super love my bundle. And you're like, that's not what people who are in love I've spoken to this way with Sloss before about that seems to me like when you're playing football manager and you get the manager's photo confidence from the board if somebody puts I love my girlfriend so much on Facebook I'm like oh you are in rocky seas (laughs) (laughs) you've got three games to get a result (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no I I don't know because I've never really been I've never had to do that sort of thing but I I just don't I think people share all of that that buying each other clothes thing that is matching especially when it's like matching track suits or something I saw one where someone shared a thing and it was like a picture of uh, Bugatti Veyron's some of the most expensive cars in the world and it was like a gold uh, like a, obviously one was like a blue colour and a pink colour for like the masculine and feminine being like this is how I want to be with my wife and I'm like what what are you talking about? Yeah. Why do you need matching Bugatti Veyrons? That's it was just, just so be, just muggly. be individual. Stop trying to become one person. Yeah. Stop trying to merge into fucking. Because this is the thing, right? Everybody is like unique, and they've got their own shit that they like, right? Like fucking, I like my PlayStation and Muay Thai. Natalie doesn't like a PlayStation and Muay Thai, right? But I don't cut them bits off me so that we fit. Yeah, you know, I'll do my thing, she'll do her thing, and we'll work together as two individuals. Perfect. They were trying to become the same individual. Is that going to clash? <laughs> uh, it, it's so irritating, but it's such a it is such a millennial thing. I, I see it a lot with millennials. Mm. I, I I had a friend who him and his missus got matching pair of trainers. Mm, gross. Uh, it's just. How about, um, I don't know if this is muggly, but Natalie Natalie often chooses clothes for us because I, I dress myself terribly. But that's because you're her project. Well, I, I just did a, just did a decent job. Like I do look better new with the clothes I wear. But um, I like she reckons I dress myself like a toddler, <laughs> <laughs> like thirty odd year old man. I'm going run with a for the bright people, red and blue for fucking the fire trap jacket. This, what Kai's in right now is in just a t-shirt just with me <laughs> He's just wearing <laughs> Merry Christmas, you filthy muggle. And that's it. Yeah. But uh, she dresses very plain, though. I used to wear really loud clothes. Like, um, I used to have... Loud clothes. Like, uh, like garish. Like I, would, like, I had this jacket that I fucking loved that was bright blue on the torso and then the arms were red, bright, bright red, and it was made of, like, this kind of waterproof, highly flammable material, right? <laughs> It was fair. It was kind of expensive, but I fucking loved it. And it was like it, you could have it inside out as well, and had like a grey inside lining. And you could wear it like as a hoodie. That. Yeah, I'd... and uh, I, pro- I loved it. But Natalie was just like fucking hated it. <laughs> like, probably despised it. And you know, I'll go out now. I've got this thing. I'll be wearing like a, a, a like a non eye catching hoodie with a non eye catching jacket over the top of it, and actually look really smart. But like. It, it wasn't the style I was rocking. She's changing us. It's weird when I look back. But, uh, but I'm letting it happen because it's actually for the better. Yeah. See a point. Why am I trying to attention seek with my clothes? Do you still go out in like Kappa tracksuits like I've seen pictures of? <laughs> oh, mate, you know this? I, I was a proper child I well in my 20s. Do you know that? Yeah, I'm yeah a rehabil- I've, seen, I've seen the photos. I'm a rehabilitated child. I'd wear a tracksuit and bleach my hair right well into my 20s till like 25. But I don't, I don't right? think tracksuits are that chavvy. Um. Yeah, if you're not if, if you're not using them for sport, <laughs> no. But <laughs> Mate, get this, I used to gig in them. I don't the Abercrombie track ones, suit, right? Tracksuit bottoms. I used to gig in these Abercrombie tracksuit bottoms. I don't think that's too bad. I don't think that's too bad. I will tell you why? Because if you actually, 
it, there's some nice tracksuits out there. Like if you yeah. know a decent tracksuit, like if someone wants to wear like a Abercrombie's decent, even yeah. even some of the Adidas and Nike ones, if they're decent quality, a good tracksuit. Yeah. But it was uh, it was Julia Chamberlain that tied this outfit. Like me, agent did so as it well. Wasn't, so but it wasn't it, Natalie. It wasn't. I didn't know Natalie before I got past this. Uh, I got past this hurdle on my own, right? Well, well, with the help of some friends. But it was Julia who books a few gigs, uh, who like loved loved me act. But she said to us, uh, it, it took me a good couple of minutes the first time I saw you to realise you weren't a character act, and that's actually you. And then it was still <laughs> seriously, and she's good, but it was still like charming to know that's you, and right. that's not a character, right? But uh, but it has people confused for a couple of minutes. And then she said, uh, in the tracksuit bottoms thing, like uh, that's like the main thing. It looks like I've dressed specifically to look chavvy rather than. I'm just a chaff. Right. Right? And, and then uh, she was going, because it's a Friday night, people are fucking coming out on a night out, they've dressed up, they've spent hours getting ready, they come to the comedy, and then you pulled on a pair of slacks that took you 30 seconds. Yeah, there is... Just, just like, at least do them a solid and make a little bit of an effort yeah, I think, <laughs> before you get on stage. I think it is important to make a bit of an effort, especially, in, yeah. especially when I realise that, like, our oh, people have paid money to come see a night of comedy, and if you just turn up sort of looking, unless you can pull it off, unless it's a thing in your act, do you know yeah. what I mean? But if you just come on looking like you're, you're not really bothered about being there, it does take that, it's that extra bit harder to win them over. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, she's, uh, I am a project. They're kind of a bit muggly, but she's, she's doing a good job, and I'm letting it happen because I'm like, oh, now I look better and I feel better. I think it's, <laughs> it's funny if you do things that are muggly, but you're self-aware of them. But I'd, I'd hate to be, I'd hate to feel rep- repressed by that though. I'd hate to be Satya Nugan. Oh, but that jacket was no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, you know what? Now we've opened my eyes. You got a point. The jacket was a Give it a charity. Someone else is enjoying it. <laughs> what do you think the worst thing you've ever gigged in is? Um, like clove-wise. I don't know. Nah, Do you remember when we were we both stayed up one night to watch our first ever stand up like put out their stand up clips? Yeah. And we were watching my uh, radio yeah. one right right well, now. One didn't make myself watch each other from uh, like ten years like well mine was nearly ten years ago. From when we first started. Yeah. And we put mine on and I was in the same T shirt that I'd worn then. I was sat with you. And you just went, You're in the same shirt. <laughs> it was just the worst moment. <laughs> oh no. Nah. Gonna mix it up. Uh, so yeah, that's good in Muggle Corner, isn't yeah, it? Absolutely. Uh, his and hers, anything. Jewelry, clothes, like fucking anything that's his and hers. Fucking <laughs> be individuals. Fucking muggles. Get in the corner together. Um, right. Different corners though. Just stop, just stop doing everything together. Be in the same corner. Isn't her corner. In the corner. Um, my one is Muggles tweet Donald Trump. Oh, comedians do it all the time, and I like fucking. I'll see them just going what. Grow up. Uh, I've been blocked by him. Yeah, that's the worst. That's the worst. There's a comedian I know whose banner on Facebook for a while was a picture that he was blocked by Donald Trump, and it was like you clearly want his approval. Like, yeah. you want some sort of approval of, like, Donald Trump, the most powerful man in the world, has taken time out of his day to look at my tweet and block me. You're the reason he's going fucking mad and threatening everyone. <laughs> if you all just stopped tweeting him shit, he probably would just give up. Do you know what I mean? You like, stupid cunts. Like, that, I mean, that guy, that guy is fucking terrifying. And you know what? For everything that he reads, I could probably... I could probably come up with a witty retort mm. or like a logical breakdown of what he says that fits 140 characters that would be like smart and nice and unique but I'll not do it I'll not do it because why the fuck would I just highlight how insignificant I am yeah that's what they're doing they're just like they're, they're taking shots at this powerful dude Is and that- it means nothing it's trying to fucking it's like trying to fucking bucket water off the Titanic <laughs> 
Is there anything worse than the full stop in front of the at name on Twitter, oh. so everyone can see uh. it? And what you're what you are saying there, and I've probably done it as well, but this was a few years ago, probably when I was like eighteen. Do you know what I mean? Now that I'm telling you, I would I wouldn't really do it anymore. Is you're saying there? I think this is so funny a reply that everyone's going to yeah. retweet it, and I'm going to go viral. That's what you're. That's pr- what you're saying. I'm proud to say that when I uh, tweeted Sony and Boss to get along, I, mean, I didn't make that public. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud to say that I didn't think. Oh, you know what? <laughs> like half a dozen people are going to love this. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's that. Just the way people go on about it. The, the, I can, he tweets some nuts shit, don't get me wrong. And I think it's scary to live in a time where we've gone past the point of like, how can you satirise him? Yeah. Like it's beyond satire. There's, it, it's gone to that point where you go, oh, this is now just, I can watch him and that's funny enough. Yeah. I don't need people taking it. It doesn't need a parody. It doesn't need people dressing up and acting oh, like him. Oh. You're like, oh no, he's doing that already. Yeah. <laughs> like you couldn't do a spit and image dummy of Trump. Like it wouldn't be as funny on spit and image because it would just be like, yeah, yeah, that's what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, it, pretty much. But when he tweeted that thing about my buttons a lot bigger than you just go, you're the fucking president, man. Oh man. But it makes me think like, I'd love to see what like Genghis Khan would have tweeted. <laughs> It would have been mint. <laughs> I shagged eight birds the day. <laughs> Who's saying that? How can you not say I'm mint? Him just sliding into loads of DMs. <laughs> he would be. Hey, uh, did you fancy meeting up? No? Cool. Well, we're going to raid your village later. So. <laughs> no, I- I'm going to raid your village tomorrow and make yourself scared. <laughs> Just giving people a heads up on Twitter. Everyone gets it. There's a lot less bloodshed. What do you reckon's in Donald Trump's draft tweets? Like, do you reckon he's got some ones he's written and gone, oh, Jesus, I can't, I can't put that one out? Well, you know what, sh- what shocked us, right? The reason I'm not too fucking terrified about his reign is that I don't really think it's him. I think he's the fucking spokesperson, right? But the, like everyone says, there's a cabinet of people around him that probably know what they're doing. They probably haven't got my best interest at heart, but uh, it's not he. I, I don't think it's, it's, it's not his decision to do shit, right? Yeah. Right? But you would think the people around him would... Get his phone. I think the people around him have just sort of decided he's he is doing this, but that's how he came to power. He's a, he's a massive distraction. Yeah. Everything he's doing is distraction from fucking what's really happening, probably. But that that's how he came to power was he was just tweeting and he was like a wrestling character. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And now he's sort of doing it, and people going, "Oh shit, you're still did, doing did, that?" Did he get president in, in the same way that fucking killing in the name of whatever? I got Christmas number one. Wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> it be funny? Wouldn't it be funny if we got that guy from Home Alone? <laughs> <laughs> the concierge from Home Alone. Next thing you know, you never played the concierge. What was he? He, he owned Trump Tower. <laughs> he wasn't that good an actor at a concierge that people went I want to hear what this guy has to say did he play and a Trump I'm, I'm the one who's been brought on the podcast and called an idiot and made to answer questions and you think the president of the United well, and you States, think you're a demon thing is that you've got an extensive knowledge on Home Alone Home Alone 2 <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry mate <laughs> uh, yeah he, he owns Trump the Trump Hotel that Macaulay Culkin stays in yeah, in Home Alone that's too. the Lost in New York one, isn't it? Yeah, I that's the one with the pigeon lady. Yeah, that that one's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> you, you're not clearly gonna, watched it a few times though. Yeah, but you just you, you you're not gonna once once you lose a kid, you're gonna do everything to make sure you don't lose him again. Ah, uh, it gets to the point now where the fucking uh, the, the 
the t- services need to get involved, right? Oh yeah. It's like it's not a comedy anymore. It's actually like oh, how I get involved. <laughs> like the Dursleys. It's like if the McCanns found Maddie and went on another holiday and lost her. Whoopsie <laughs> 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 Daisy. What are we like? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the tweets at me are going to be a bit different this time, aren't they? Yeah, going to be like, Elliot, you're so smart. You know everything about Home Alone. I know. Make sure you just put a full stop in front of it before you tweet it so yeah. everyone knows. So what are we putting in uh, Muggle Corner again? What's the... Donald Trump... People, new- people that tweet... They're trying to bring down like Piers Morgan, Donald Trump, yeah. Katie Hopkins, but they put a full stop and they're like they net for like and they're bragging that they got blocked by it. Like fucking get away from them. Just just do it. Do your thing. Uh, you think you're making a difference, but you're not. You're a muggle. Get in the corner. Um, so I've got a <laughs> like I don't know where the line is on this, but people who say Happy New Year like well into January. Like when do you where do you draw the line? Like I, I'll like I, I did like handshakes Happy New Years for like a day and a half maybe. <laughs> so people, but like when I saw you the day, some people would have took the answer the door right and went Happy New Year. Yeah, I would, know, I, it, I only do that to people who've just gone back to work. Yeah, like I think I think that's much more if you're if you're in a job where you haven't seen someone like when I had to email people in the after cover through the office thing today or yeah. talking about gigs and stuff, I'd open the email with like Hope you had a nice Christmas, Happy New Year. Yeah, but I I did think like it is the eighth of January. Yeah, I think uh, when was the last one before the weekend was the last email I sent with it in. But like, it, it gets to the point where, like, when you when you type it out and you go, oh, "Am I being a muggle now?" There is a point where it's like, think of something new to say, dude. Like, <laughs> that's that's yesterday's news. I'm gonna just keep it going all You're the way up until August. Um, did anyone um, did anyone tweet on Christmas Day? May the fourth be with you. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that big as that, that, that it was the the second wave of mugglery around the May the Fourth be with you? Is people posting it not on May the Fourth, like yeah. way off? <laughs> but um, the worst one, and I'm sure this must have been covered. I know everyone would have heard it. Is people who go, "Oh, I haven't had a bath since last year." Oh, oh, and, oh, that's the worst. And even if you're doing that to be annoying, like even if you're doing that joke knowing you're oh, annoying, but, but I've I've had people say it genuinely. We've said we've said it's part of the problem is like being self aware and doing a muggly thing is still mugglery. Yeah. Like we laid that down as a rule. But uh, this is something I did and not like not trying to be a muggle, not trying to be anything, just sincerely did. Is I left some of my books like <laughs> I'm so ashamed to admit it. I left a couple of books unfinished, an audio book and a book I was reading unfinished, so that on the next the first week of the year or the first day of the year, I could finish those books and then jot them down as books read in 2000, 2018 because I keep a thing of how many books I read each year. Oh, my God. And I, and I got off the block with two on day one because I left them to be to be finished. Did you just, like, wait and leave one paragraph and then be like... No, nah, oh, just, like, the last hour I have an audio book and the last couple of chapters of a book. Uh, <laughs> that was my New Year's resolution was to read more books. Oh, that, that's my New Year's resolution every year is to read more books than they... Like, this is just, like, I don't, like... It, it is every year I try and read more books than the last. This year I came, um, I came in on about the same, right? And I could, I could have went How over many them did you too. Read? But uh, I read twenty four. Fuck, that's but, a um, lot of books. So like every year I've went up by quite a bit. Like I, I'll go like twelve, then fucking eighteen, then twenty four. Like well, that was the last three years. Um, so this one should have been more. It was coming the same. I could have fucking come in by reading them books, but I, I justified it in my head that the books I read were way bigger. 
I read like fucking Raymond D. Feist novels that were a thousand pages long, fucking Evan Welsh's Skag Boys, like uh, Salem's Lot. Uh, I read the Dark Tower series, which are thousand like page books. Uh, so I've read like if you put the books I read last year like on a pile and put the books I read the year before on a pile, it'd be a fucking massive difference. So I'm not like so much into the numbers as like I'm reading more. Yeah, I find I find reading because I've just started reading Train Spotting, and I'm like really enjoying it. But my god, it has put me off. Like I reading that book as a dyslexic is one of the hardest things in the world because it's already all broken up. Yeah, and you're just going, ah, oh, this cut it is just so difficult. And and not that a podcast knows or know this. I, I'm, I'm not what you call a reader. Nah, I read like fucking. <laughs> actually, when I read, I uh, read like Morgan Freeman's reading it out in my head. It's you're just so slow. Oh, I just mean the pace of them, like uh, the fucking pace that I'm reading is the pace of someone like that's slow and measured reading out loud. Why is why is watching films not considered as smart as reading a book? Because um, but, film, there's some class right, we're, films we're, out. We're going way over the time on the podcast, oh, yeah, right, but it's the fucking new year. We'll just, you know, bonus one. Okay. Uh, people probably switched off. Right? There's probably just Danny listening. Uh, I'll cover this. Right. Uh, take Gone Girl for example. Right. People that have read the movie, uh, read the movie. People that have watched the movie really enjoyed the movie. Right. But anybody, and I, I, I'm going to say this: anybody that's read the book can't watch the movie. You Why? can't. You can't get through it. Right. Because everything in that book is what's happening in their heads. It's what happened. It's it's what's happening with his thought process. Now, in the book, when it's covering the thought process of the fucking dude that's going through all this fucking drama, right? Ben Affleck can't pull off that fucking thought process with his face. <laughs> he fucking cannot. He could like he he cannot pull it off because it's it's you're in a person's head in the book, and then you're fucking watching Ben Affleck fucking uh, half smile like you're just like nah. Right. Nah, okay. You, you, you get, so, kinda, so the book can just go into a bit more detail and give you more a bit of an insight to the character, insight to their mind and their motivations right. and everything that you can't develop with. A, so, when like I just think the the book's just way more extensive about thought process. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm really enjoying reading Train Spotting. Like yeah. I, I'd say now nah, I'm like halfway through it, and I'd say it's one of like it's definitely kept me reading it. I've re- and it's going to be one of the best things I've ever read. But there's no Iggy Pop soundtrack to it. Oh, the fucking soundtrack of Transport was meant. And it's just like, whenever I'm reading it, when I'm reading it, I'm like, oh, this is a bit where Renton would be. Oh, yeah, and Ewan McGregor would be. And I'm just like, oh, it's a great film, isn't it? I should put the film on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what uh, So, right, let's quickly put these in Muggle Corners. Uh, so, we're joined in on one with uh, regular gym goers who complain about new people in that gym. They're just trying to better themselves. They're, they're trying something new. They yeah. might get it right first time. They might not even last. Just, just give them a chance. Um, his and hers matching clothes and jewellery. Chew in Muggle Corner, uh, saying Happy New Year. Well, it's a blurred line. Can you still see it now? If you're saying it next just week, come about, on. Just about. Just uh, about. Every, every day that goes by, you're a little bit more in Muggle Corner. Yeah. Right. Let's make let's make now the point where you stop. Anyone listen to this? Just stop now. <laughs> but turn to the person next to you, even if you're on a train and you don't know him, and just go Happy New Year, bro. For next year. <laughs> just in advance. I might not see you again. <laughs> Right, what, what, what ones you put in? Uh, oh, Muggles tweet Donald Trump. Yeah. And uh, Muggles get annoyed at Jim Newcomers. All right. Yeah, there we go. So I think they're all, they're all passed on. Yeah. Uh, your dad. Oh, here we go. Your dad accidentally basted himself instead of the turkey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your dad's Facebook avi is him and his boys with a bottle of grey goose and the caption is winning, winning, winning. <laughs> your, d- your dad slept rough over the Christmas as an experiment for his blog. <laughs> your dad has a tattoo of his kill to death ratio, but he doesn't play Call of Duty. <laughs> but he can't, it'll change. 
Uh, your dad drinks cartons of juice by nibbling a hole in the bottom instead of using the straw because he's one of the cool kids. <laughs> your dad invented his own gang sign and gets Linda and Gav to do it if they want a lift into town somewhere. <laughs> your dad wears his dressing gown belt with his jeans. Your dad's better at Call of Duty than you and once told me he was always embarrassed to play with you on his team. True fact. Is that a true story? <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm fucking shite at it. I think I need glasses. Um, your dad always uh, your dad always phones the Samaritans even though he's fine because he likes the idea of someone who needs the service not being able to get through <laughs> fact <laughs> true story what are you playing at Mark <laughs> um, your dad's doing better than I thought he would as Blythe's first grime MC but that still doesn't mean he's doing well <laughs> your, your dad cooks bacon on his car engine your dad has a black belt in strangle wanking in that he just uses a belt that's black to strangle wank <laughs> your dad went to A&E on Friday night with a Pringles container on his hand <laughs> your dad keeps telling me that bitcoin is the future and then takes out a pound coin and just bites it <laughs> Oh, Dad. Always with the dad jokes. Your dad, your dad wraps a towel around his head when he gets out of the shower. <laughs> but that's it. Strips around the hoose just a towel around his head. Yeah, Nothing Rick, else on. No, Ricky's done that. Ricky's, oh, yeah. Ricky's did that. We were fucking in the living room playing FIFA or something. Ricky's just come upstairs, not a stitch on, towel wrapped around his head and went, where's my phone? <laughs> <laughs> Your dad got fined riding his pogo stick into town. <laughs> your, your dad waited at stage door for hours to get Joe McElroy to sign his tits. Who? <laughs> just a, just a, like, a winner from X Factor that fell off years ago. All right. Your dad's the only person with a sex tape on the internet that nobody's masturbated to. <laughs> your dad went to Fathers for Justice Rally dressed as Wonder Woman. <laughs> Sorry, it's over laughing so loudly in the mic. Your dad reckons the film Air Bud is based loosely on his life. <laughs> oh. So we're not, we're not so much on the road at the minute. It's January. We've got gigs coming up. Yeah, uh, I've got uh, Sheffield last laugh this weekend. If anyone's in Sheffield, you can get me at the City Hall. Cool. I'm just at two North Down in London this weekend. And next week I'll be on... Um, Comedy Central roast battles actually doing a live your dad jokes against my dad. This is right, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, doing a roast battle on Comedy Central against your dad. Yeah. Do you know the date? Yeah, it's uh, what's ever next week. Not this Friday, Friday after. I think it's the 19th. Right. Um, and yeah. that, that's, uh, that, that's when your episode goes out. Yeah, that's when my episode cool, goes cool, out. Cool, because uh, Sloss is on that as well, and there's, uh, there's a few people that folk might know off the podcast. Yeah. That, uh, so, yeah, um, tune in to Comedy Central, watch Elliot roast his dad. Oh, and I'm also <laughs> Don't at, tell uh, them who wins. I'm also at uh, The Stand with Gareth Waugh in Edinburgh at, on February 1st with uh, G-Tip. And I'm going to be up there as well. So, and Kai's going to be I'm going to be, be staying there as well. Ooh. So uh, yes, we're uh, so right, yeah. Sloss and Humphrey's on the road, but we're on separate roads right now. Sloss will be back in a week's time with whoever he finds uh, to help him out, and then I'll probably be back in two weeks with Elliot again. We'll, Wicked. Uh, see you soon. Bye.